You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to Scottish Football Forums podcast, uh, season seven, episode nineteen. Uh, first of all, I should apologise. I said it was a po- episode something like 16, whereas we'd already had 16, it was actually 17, so I uh, don't know if anyone spotted the error. Uh, tonight I'm joined by Chris, how you doing? Hello, how are we doing? Aye, I'm alright, aye, back after a week off. So. Aye, uh, it's the other John that's off this week. Aye, it is, aye. He's not even giving an excuse, he's not even handing in a vote from his mum or that, <laughs> Can't even make it. Like so, aye. That means he's getting an interview on our podcast. That's what that means. He's, he's getting poached in January. That's, he's off to the terrace podcast or something. Aye, or he's right. He's too busy writing a blog about a manager. Like, oh, I, I, he's done a blog for the the League Cup final preview, which is, is yeah, so get good. So there you go. Got it in early. Get it in there early straight away. Aye, uh, aye. The Phil O'Donnell aye. Cup final. Aye. It's, it's funny how that's worked out, because as he points out in the blog, it was like, the uh, 2005 one was the 10th anniversary of David Cooper's death, and obviously he played for Rangers in Motherwell, and he played Rangers in that final as well. So. It's, uh, there's, there's not too many uh, Motherwell players have died that won that cup in 91. Yeah. Aye, because Kravakovic as well, did he? No? Uh, I'm trying to mind who the other one is. There's, dead, there's not three of them. It's just it's ridiculous. Philippin, John Philippin. Aye, that rings a bell. Aye, yeah. So that's a, that's, that's, a, that's a slightly depressing start to the podcast. Um, aye, it is. Yeah. Aye, the, the other thing I would say about John's blog actually is he mentions that um, there's been very few games in the 64 matches where anyone has looked at top on the Invincibles. But somehow managed to fail to mention the fact that only one team managed to have a two goal lead against Celtic in that entire 64 game run, and it was Motherwell. Yep. yep. I mean, they still lost 4 3, but that was that is probably the game. If you pick it out any game out of the 64, that's the one most Celtic fans go, that was the one that was the most out. Um, so, aye, it was going to be a, it's going to be an interesting final when it comes in next week. Yeah, I should apologise. I don't know where I get the idea that Major Kapakovic was. <laughs> Passed away. He's, he's certainly still alive. Uh, I actually just found out as well. One of his sons plays for a, a junior team as well aye. in Scotland. So, aye, apologies for that. Um, we'll move on to some good news. Uh, charity bet. So, an unusual situation because there was actually bets from the Sunday, which is something that doesn't usually happen. One of them worked. One of them didn't work. Well, actually, both of them kind of worked. It was a Saturday one, I think, Kilmarnock. The Sunday was fine. It was a Saturday one, wasn't it? Aye. Kilmarnock. Who would be blaming for that one? I think that was a, a joint effort, that one. John, uh, John, effort. John can take all the credit for the, the first goal scorer bet because he was the one that suggested Scott McDonald. So. Uh, but aye, it was a, a cheeky little chip as well. Have you seen the, yeah. the footage? Aye, I shared it. Earlier on, aye. Uh, very cheeky little goal. Just... Just thinking, I think Scott McDonald would like to do as well. So, yes. yeah, that one is on our 44 quid. That's taking us up to £383.67. I know, not bad for November. Easy. <laughs> easy. Uh, by after us struggling to get a first goal scorer, 
coming up the last three will be first goals for us. Yeah. That'll be fun. So I know bad, we're only in week nineteen. Right. And probably I would say we're halfway through the season in terms of podcasts. We usually do thirty eight to forty, so aye. Aye. very, so very good. If we could have another uh, second half of the season if I had the first, I'll be absolutely delighted. Yeah. Um are we uh, we still have a Dublin as well. Like aye. Though saying that, the the win for Flanagan pretty much was a double hundred forty quid. That's got to be one of the biggest wins we've had, I think. Uh, uh, it's up there with the uh, is it um Stephen Marlin. Stephen Marlin, that was up uh, he was about that kind of figure as well when he won his money, so uh, it's a it's a belt of a win. It makes it makes a massive difference for charity, so that's good. Um, but it's, it's maybe worth pointing out that the, the Dundee United one yesterday, oh, yeah, the God, that's the Monday night, the Sunday game was the only home one in the SPFL. Because <laughs> was, there was only like, that game and then the, the lower league game in League 2 was a, a draw. So uh, it then comes down to the six Premier yeah. games and nobody won at home. Yeah, very unusual situation, definitely with that one. Uh, as well with Dundee United um, after Dundee United changing their manager they're actually top of the league yeah um, I mean they've played a game more than St Martin but they're three ahead so they were only they were yep. only second to goal difference so <laughs> like you say a very odd situation but Sam Alasgo can be quite happy with that start um, at the other end of Falkirk are bizarrely struggling I mean Paul Hartley's took over there and they haven't really kicked on, so you're kind of wondering, is it the squad? Is it something not quite right at Falkirk? Or, I mean, are, are they going to improve when it gets to January? Are they going to make many changes? Can they afford to wait that long? Yeah, well, you get these situations where it's regarded, or oh, maybe certain teams are too good to go down, but if you're down there and you're not picking up results, it gets worse as the week goes, weeks go by, so they want to, they want to get a victory pretty soon, mm-hmm. try and get a wee bit of momentum. Um so they don't get started getting cut adrift. Mind you, you've got breaking that are like seven points behind them. Um, but Falkirk are four points behind Dumbarton and Inverness. So, aye, they definitely pick up results quickly. Aside from that, though, the league's pretty tight. But top five are separated by five points. Yeah. Uh, it's, and everything. it's always been quite a good league of championship, but this season it seems to be really tight, which is good. Good to see. Uh, yeah. So... Aye, may as well fire into the Premiership review. Now, there's two games I don't think there's much to say about at all. Uh, I was actually watching the highlights of sports scene not long before I came on. Um, and yeah, the Dundee Kilmarnock games and the Hearts and Partick Thurs games were practically sending me to sleep. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was pretty much gone. We, we might actually start from the latest and go back the way because we need to mention the farce that was the situation whereby on Sunday morning still wasn't they still didn't know yeah. whether the game was going to get played at Tyncastle now for this to be the top league in Scotland pretty unprofessional for it to go as far as that there should have been a decision made at least a few days earlier I think Alan Archibald made the point that uh, folk maybe some of the Partick Physical fans like to maybe spend a wee a wee trip in Edinburgh you know see the sights and all that and visit family and stuff so just a wee bit organisation I think is required yeah I mean Patrick Thistle put out a statement on Sunday before the game that was basically we want the SPFL to learn the lessons for this so that it doesn't happen again and I, I mean I fully agree with that they're not it's, it's very hard to point the finger at the SPFL 
in this instance because they were given so many assurances by Hearts. The stand was supposed to be ready months ago now, and it wasn't. It's just dragged on and on. So like, I, there's been a lot of teams have been accommodating, and Partick Thistle were one of them. This game was supposed to be played at Hill and was swapped to the earliest game in the season. So like, it's not as if Thistle could now swap it back again because they played the game. Um, so there was, there was always that struggle Obviously Murrayfield was in use for the rugby at the weekend as well So there was no option there really So they were, they were, yeah. kinda, they were getting yeah, very, very close to... well. That's what I thought, uh, Yeah, the crazy situation as well They're going to end up playing the game in December at some point Yeah, which wouldn't have um, suited this at all Which is already a busy schedule in December anyway Over Christmas and New Year So, aye uh, But aye, the game did get played Didn't look like there was much to to speak about no uh, I mean Gonzalez goal nice bit of skill very yeah. similar to obviously the Kamarnik goals they mentioned as well um, I know they mentioned about possibly Lafferty being offside and obstructing the keeper I suppose maybe it's funny because the only morning I've heard about offside and all that was for Craig Levine who they reckoned equalizer was offside and handball um, and to be honest, I've, I've watched it several times and can't see either of them. Um, if there was an offside, I don't think it was a guy that was interfering with play at the time. Um, if it had a hand, maybe. I don't, I, it's hard to see in the, the TV footage, but it's it it probably a common theme in this. Let's uh, go through the, the podcast as we go about deliberate handball, but whether it was ball to hand or hand to ball, I, I don't think there's anything there that was. An obvious hand to ball situation. So, yeah, I think the main positive for Hearts is getting back to Stein Castle. Aye, aye. I mean, the 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 stand they're clearly not finished the work, but there's enough there that they can now play at home again. Which I mean, that, that's where that's where they should be playing. They should be playing at Stein Castle as, as soon as possible. But the situation that, that created to even get to the point that at eight o'clock in the morning, it was only them being confirmed that they could actually go ahead was just ridiculous and. Yeah, as, as Thistle said, we hope they learn the lessons for this so that this doesn't happen again. Um, but knowing the SPFL, they'll just sweep it under the carpet and move on. Because the, the, the SPFL and the SFA, to be fair, do not want to govern the game. They just want to, things to work as much as possible and just get on with it. If they can avoid making a decision, they do. Yeah. Uh, the other game, I, as I mentioned, Dundee against Kowalik. There wasn't much to talk about there. Probably, I would think Kamarnik should have won, actually. Yeah, uh, they had the bar place. Aye, <laughs> uh, and you had Lee Irwin when he was through in goal. Um, oh, right, put yeah. through by Jordan Jones. So they, they should have won it. They should have won it for charity. They, they've basically let not just Kamarnik Football Club down, but they've let us down on the podcast, and that's <laughs> just not good enough. Yeah, Brophy's unlucky with the header at the end. Um, yes, the, yeah. the, the Irwin effort is just garbage. He should do a lot better than that. Um, the only other thing worth mentioning for this game was O'Day. Um, the <laughs> was lucky it was just two yellows he got to be honest. Yeah, but, uh, I thought he should have been off for the the first challenge. I, I think that both challenges might be uh, not quite as bad as the first look. Um, so credit to was it Willie Collum? I think was a referee this game for not Don't just be crediting Willie Collum. I know. No, we can't have that. I know. Do that. Do that back this. Maybe I should. But no, I, I think he got, I think he got the decision right because when I watched him in the replay, I was thinking, ah, maybe it's only yellow. But I mean, my instinct in both cases was nah, straight red. So that's why I'm a, I'm not a referee, Willie Collum. Is. 
you can mark this because that's yeah. that'll be the last time I probably praise Willie Collum this season. Aye, it may well be. Uh, positive, I suppose, for Dundee first clean sheet of the season. Yeah, so that's a positive for them. Uh, I don't know whether that was the Spanish boy that they got. I think he used to play with Bill Bill. Whether that was his first match for him. He looked alright, eh? For, for a guy he's just come into the team, eh? he looked as if he would be handy. Give him a bit of time, and he'll probably have a, a better idea what he's doing with his teammates. Because so. I think he'd signed about a month ago or so. A month or so ago. But I don't think he's featured up to any. I've not heard the name mentioned, no. Um, so aye, that could be a positive help, because they definitely need help in defence. They need help at both ends, because they're not scoring a lot of goals either. But at least if they can get be more solid in the back, it helps. Which is what Kamarik have... Uh, I've done under Clark so far. Yeah, they've been more. They've been certainly more solid at the back, which maybe not winning many games, but they're not losing many. They've only lost against Hibs under Clark so far. Um, so I'd continue to pick up points, Kobani. Be interesting to see what happens when they get back to Rugby Park against Aberdeen, which is I Aberdeen have got a pretty good record against Kobani. However, Saturday was just dire. <laughs> Um, picked up on sports scene whereby your ability to, or inability I should say getting the ball into the box um, didn't help which has been I think a feature of the kind of season we've probably been fortunate we have been picking up ones at times and we've had to win different way we lost at McKinnon Hayes but yeah um, uh, it didn't really, we didn't really take much at all. It looked like Motherwell fully deserved a victory. Yeah, that was a bit um, to me in the highlights as well. It just like, uh, there was very few chances for Aberdeen, which chances there were seem to come later on in the highlights when it was already like, two 0 Um, I think like, I, n- I never even heard Stevie May's name until two 0 then, um, and then he was kind of involved in the last couple of chances in the highlights. But came off the bench. He was actually dropped. To is that why? Ah, oh, okay. Uh, that explains yes. what this. Because <laughs> um, I mentioned before. The international break that um, Stevie May was not getting him on the goals. He's not scored for a for a long time now. Uh, at times he's maybe been asked to play wide when Rooney's been playing as well. But I we kind of tried to freshen things up. Uh, wasn't helped on Saturday that we were missing Shirley because Shirley is really the heartbeat of that team. Whenever he plays, whether he's playing left back or centre midfield, whatever, he's a, he's a massive miss. Uh, Consign was back in the team. I think. A lot of fans are starting to get a question about whether Constantine should be, still be in the team at all. Um, I like this handball. <laughs> yes, which <laughs> ended um, giving away a goal, the first goal. Yeah. Ah, because it was that free kick that launched it in and won't go the header. Daft one as well, because there wasn't really much happening there. No, it was, it was right in the touchline, well away from the goal. There shouldn't have been a problem, but then giving away the free kick was ultimately the problem because. And Moult had a free header, effectively. Which he looked into, yeah. in it? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, consistent. I thought we were getting a bit of consistent as a selection as well. But, yeah, he changed things up again. I think tried to probably make it more solid again against Motherwell because of what happened in the Cup game. Um, Tanzi came back into the team as well. But, yeah, just things didn't work out. and Disappointing. But Motherwell are a good side. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I, I never got a chance to mention it last week because um, I was thinking of things I could extend the podcast when all I had to do was talk about Scotland for five minutes when it got extended anyway. But of all the teams that have played this season so far, Motherwell have probably been the biggest surprise. They've been fantastic under Stephen Robinson. 
Um, obviously, getting to the cup final, that's been a, a big thing. They've been a bit off the boil the last couple of weeks, but clearly back on form after the international break against Aberdeen. Yeah, um, just I in time think... to get to that cup final as well. So, I mean, they, they haven't had an easy chance getting to that cup final either. They had to beat Aberdeen in the quarter final, they had to beat Rangers in the semi. Yes. Uh, they've had a difficult way to run, but they're there. Yeah, I was quite surprised prior to the international break. I think it was County they played. And it was 3 0 down at half time. Ah, you know, yeah. but it it made Robinson had made a few changes. Uh, he'd left Bowman out, and the kind of, he's not a pretty player, but he's a very effective. Him and yeah. Moult as a partnership, what's the fit together? Yeah, um, Moult's obviously and, the one that's got the skill, and you've seen that with the second goal, especially. He pretty much yeah. scored that from behind him. Yes, um, but yeah, Bowman reminds me very much of Stockley, but a bit more of a, an effective player. Can um, do better watch yourself in the cup final. One. Well, maybe. Um, so, yeah, Motherwell back to winning ways. Um, and then they've obviously gained points from Rangers and Hibs as well, who both lost at the weekend. Yeah, uh, we'll we talk about the Rangers game then. The only one thing I wanted to mention about Aberdeen before we move on is that we've had a, another investment of money. So we had the investment earlier on with right. Dave Cormack. It's for three quarters of a million quid by an American. Yes, yeah. um, from an American, yeah, Tom Crotty. Um, so it's to help towards the training facilities and the stadium and everything like that so still idea what's happening with that but it's I think maybe sometimes in terms of foreign investment you're not too sure but at least this one is someone who knows someone that's already involved with the club it's not like just something totally out of the blue yeah so you would think they maybe know each other they know each other pretty well so yeah I'm not too concerned about that that we're going to end up getting taken over by some mad American football <laughs> owner or something like that. Yeah, it seems it seems unlikely, but yeah, it's, it's a good investment. If it's going to go towards the, the, the ground and training facilities and stuff, then it means you've still got the money to keep for the squad, keep that taking yep. over, there's no concerns there. Mid-January, mid-January the decision on the, the new ground? Hopefully. It's the waste, anyway. Yeah. Um, talking of January as well... It's been mentioned a wee bit in the media that Niall again, his team in Korea got relegated, so it's talked that right. he could be back in January. Whether he comes back to us, or whether the likes of, I think Hearts and Hibs have been linked with him as well. I would think if McInnes is still at Aberdeen, which I think as the weeks go by, I think it's expected to happen, that his relationship with McInnes would mean that he would come back to us. Might be on. One of the McInnes is one of the names that's been linked to the West Brom job today because uh, Tony Pulis got sacked. Yeah, he used to play for him. I would expect that West Brom would try and go for a bigger name. I don't know. Might, might be on. They might Possibly. surprise and go for uh, McInnes. But I think they'll try and go for something maybe bigger that's get experience in the, the top league. Yeah. Aye, because McInnes has had a chance in England already. Was it Bristol City? Yeah, the, the job at Bristol City was a bit similar to me, but the likes of it. Uh, Neil Lennon had it. Yeah. Bolton, whereby there was... Oh, no, it, really, not, not much of a winner, to be honest, because there's no money and aye. already struggling. I think that's the, the, the problem. West Brom have probably got the money, but there are another team that's struggling in the top flight. I mean, which, they're going to look for a manager that can keep them up, as opposed to a manager that can do... Much else, so it's, he's going to be. It's going to be a case of showing up defences and grinding out results and, and all that kind of thing. So it might not be the kind of thing they're the kind of looking for. No, I think it's. Uh, I 
probably shouldn't talk too much about him. But poor Liz, I'm not he's not not a big fan of him, but he knows that he generally gets results and manages to keep teams up. So, but just down there, a few bad results and then that's you. You're, oh, you're on your you're on your way. So. Maybe he'll get linked to the, the Rangers job. In fact, he did. I think it's twenty to one. Was <laughs> the odds for for Pulis to go to Ibrox? But, um, I well, I seen Chris Coleman had supposedly had talks on Friday. Some of the media I was trying to say. I don't know. I don't know. If I think. Just, I think. I think the Sunderland job, even though he never got officially appointed until the weekend, was was almost announced at the middle of last week that it was probably happening. So, I, I, I think maybe it's just the media trying to say, oh, I. Rangers are talking to these managers in demand. It's the same as Michael O'Neill. I'm trying to say that they're, they're interested in him. But I think it's just paper talk to try and keep sell papers. Probably. Uh, you got to keep the story going. They don't have a clue. Who's happening, so we'll just th- just have a different name each day. Uh, I mean, McInnes was having that. Supposedly, that McInnes had that job two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, he's still you Aberdeen. Know, yep, still Aberdeen. So, aye. McInnes has slipped to second favourite actually uh, Al McLeish has jumped up there the last uh, day or so so I don't yeah, know if somebody knows something's Aye. happening there and obviously uh, the, all the talk of Graham Murray's probably died away after he continued the, the failure to do three games in a row yeah well that's what I was going to say as well yeah I think if maybe a Murty had kept, kept running games you might have thought they had a chance of keeping the job maybe at least at the end of the season but um, I would expect it'll be. You would expect, but you never know what what, what, what going on at Ibrox these days that they'll have a manager. You would think at some point this week. Uh, you would hope so because they need to do something soon. But um, well, I, I don't hope. I hope as they are. But especially with the fact we've got two games coming up against them as well. Um, uh, you want the shambles to continue? Uh, aye. To be fair, I mean, I don't. I, I don't think Marty can have much to blame for this game because the way it looked to me in the highlights was the guys he put out there should have finished the job they had enough chances and none of them could hit the target oh aye Morelos had enough chances to win a couple of games um, I suppose the thing though a striker see if a striker's not getting chances then that's maybe where you'd worry a bit more but he, yeah. he's getting the chances so they Absolutely. are going to come um, I would say so, I think uh, it's worse when you've got a striker that's, that's not getting any chances and then definitely confidence is going to go down He's still getting in there, still willing to try and get on the end of things and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah, that, that that to me is what backs up the the, the fact that Murray did a good job. Is if they weren't creating those chances and he wasn't get, even getting there to miss them, then maybe that's a fault of the tactics. But the tactics were clearly okay yep. because those chances were being created. It's not the manager's fault if the strikers having a bad day. Yep, definitely. And Cameron just did a pretty professional good job on them. He lived in the luck a lot. I mean, the Rangers hit the bar twice in this game, um, and Hamilton yeah. took their chances when they came. Yeah, but what was the first goal? Obviously, was helped by Ross McCrory. Yeah, you're bar, yeah. I'm sure he'll learn from it. But he, yeah, he basically got an assist for that one. Absolutely. Uh, but did I hear that's David Templeton's first goal at Ibrox? Yeah, <laughs> that's a horrible start for a guy used to play for Rangers. <laughs> and then the other guy that scored was an ex-Cape Rangers youth product as well. Line. So. Um, I mean, he get the, the, he obviously gets the credit for the goal, but I thought Greg Docherty's running that. The build up to that was terrific as well. He just seemed to run yeah. away for his defenders. Yep. Nice hold up play by Bingham as well. Yeah. Uh, before Docherty got it, but Docherty's a player that any time I've seen him definitely impressed me. Um, when I mean seen him at Aberdeen, I think he's a player that's 
developing and improving all the time. He's got plenty of experience as well for his age. Yeah. Uh, 20, over 100 games. So, I, I think a player with a good career in front of him. Yeah, he's, he's certainly the guy at Hamilton that's shining at the moment. So, uh, I can imagine he'll have a, a bit of interest in January if he continues playing the way he's playing. Yeah, Hamilton continue to defy odds. The amount of times that we've wrote them off and oh. said, I uh, Hamilton are looking bad, and then what that them um, four games unbeaten, picking Aye. up points against Rangers, picking up points against Aberdeen. What's up? We're getting, the, we're getting the results. Um, the other thing to point out of this game is the the goal gets sending off. Now, I think the first yellow might have been slightly harsh. Uh, the second yellow is just a, a clear yellow card. Um, I, I don't know what else he would have done in the game, whether he might have been on a yellow card or not been given the first one by that point. So, can't really argue it too much, but um, he's that kind of player. He's, he's likely to come out a few fills. But I, I think the, the actual first yellow card might have been a bit soft. Yeah, and that's what... Um... In terms of Hammond as well, one in their first one since 1926 in the league. Right, yeah, aye. There's been a number of people quoting that and going, it's a first league win at Ibrox in 91 years. It's, it's a first win at Ibrox in 91 years, but the league thing's important thing, because of course they won there in the, the Cup in 87. Aye. That's when uh, a lot of most folks remember, I think. Aye, I mean, that's like 1926. I'm not sure as many folk around remember that, but uh, aye, there's, there's plenty of folk remember the 87 Cup game. Aye. Yeah, you mentioned as well earlier on about Rangers and the fact they've not won three in a row since last December. They've only had six wins in the calendar year at home at Ibrox. Yeah, like, oh, it's, it's an appalling record at Ibrox, it really is. I mean, for most teams to have that kind of record uh, at home would be, would be disappointing. But um, for a, a team like Rangers who should have a bit of a, a fortress at home, it's, it's, it's pretty poor. And I, I think whoever comes in there is going to be, that'll be the first thing they need to fix and that'll that should put them all the way onto this concept of being able to win three games in a row. Yeah. Was that Warburton was in charge when they lasted that then? Must be, no, yeah. Wow. That's, I mean, see, that's almost a year since they won three games in a row. Yep. Pretty poor. Um, going to then Hibs at St. Johnson. Probably <laughs> on paper, when you would think form before the international break, Hibs should win that one. Absolutely, St. Johnson did that so, gold route. 500 odd minutes 550 I think it got to yeah I, but I, St Johnson came through it looked like a good game it seemed to be plenty of chances at both ends yeah absolutely I mean I think yeah. like, um, maybe St Johnson had slightly better chances but it was definitely chances at both ends yeah. uh, so I was probably yeah. fitting that Murray Davidson was the man that broke the the goal out eventually because he was the man that scored the last goal as well aye it was um couple of good saves in the match it was Clark save from Murray well I think Murray did get a flight the fetch not touch on it and uh, but maybe the best save was John McGinn off the line aye could well be although I think like the, the, the very last action of the game pretty much was probably a good save as well he was just unlucky that McLean was poaching at the back post aye uh, it should have done better at the first goal though aye I think so um, aye it was just... I don't know whether it was him, if it was a keeper, it should have done better, if it was a defender, it should have been better, to be honest. But it's one of those ones that a deep cross and then headed back in. Yeah, I thought Lennon would have been angry in this post-match interview. I don't know whether maybe he was in the dressing room, maybe they got a wee bit more, but he was actually quite subdued, uh, considering... It was just a, it was a crazy few minutes, that's the thing. I mean, when, when you get the 91st minute equaliser from a penalty, which, again... Yeah. 
Um, I think may have been. I'm, I'm a bit confused with this one because Craig Thompson gave it and seemed to indicate it was a handball. But for me, this is one of those ball to hand. I don't think there was much he could do about it. The problem was two of them went in and boil because I think it's a foul. Aye, well, Michael, Michael Stewart mentioned in the sports scene that he thought it was a penalty, but not for the handball, but for a reckless challenge. Because yeah, Shaughnessy certainly has his foot up quite high. Yeah, I mean, that, so, that, that, that for me is the penalty, not the handball. Yeah, so I yeah. think he's given the right decision for the wrong reason. I'm sorry, if, if Michael Stewart said that, then I'm not the only one that thinks that, which is it's nice to know. I haven't seen sports scene, I watched all this on YouTube. <laughs> for a change. I, I, just watched, I just watched it before I came on, and I was up there. Almost having to get matchsticks to keep my eyes open. <laughs> so the, the Stoke scored the penalty. Um, it was an interesting thing from uh, SPL Stats I was reading that there's currently two players in the Premiership who have had 100 goals or more, and Stokes has one just took him to 99. Uh, the other two are Chris Boyd, who's on 200 odd, and uh, Griffiths got his uh, he got his hundredth for. Um, Celtic and perhaps before that as well. Um, interestingly, Chris Boyd of his 200 goals only scored once against Celtic. Griffiths of his 100 has only scored once against Celtic. Stokes has actually scored twice. <laughs> Aye. Uh, the weekend as well saw Louis Moult score his 50th goal for Marvel. What one was the 50th? The first one or the second one? I think it was the first one. Ah, you're just guessing. Maybe <laughs> But he um, did get his 50th goal. So. Yeah, I mean, speaking of Griffiths, um, super sub on Saturday, Wednesday. Yeah, the thing that amazes me is the fact that he hit that free kick. It's quite, quite a distance. Not much uh, backlift on it, though. No, as if he had a big run up to it. It's, I think it's phenomenal. I mean, I, I, I'm going to be full of praise here for Ross County. I think they get absolutely everything right in this game. Um, they, they managed to get through the first half without Celtic having a shot either on or off target um, they, they certainly created a few chances more so when they got Schalke on as a sub um, Schalke had one of the best chances actually and they kind of sliced it wide um, I think they defended well Celtic never really looked like troubling them and even at the free kick they had a tall wall that jumped and their goalkeeper was well positioned and still, Lee Griffiths managed to get it up and over so high that the wall could do nothing about it, and it dipped so quickly that the keeper had no chance either. It's as free kicks go, it's unsavable. I don't think there was anything Ross County could have done, um, and they'll obviously be disappointed that they, they lost the game. But it's taken a bit of brilliance to beat them, so I think they can certainly hold their heads up high. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, they've much improved again uh, under Coyle. Absolutely. Yeah, the, 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 that team is is far better than the team that turned up at Celtic Park a couple of months ago. Um, now, it's always a different story when you go to Celtic Park than it is when you, you host Celtic, but, well, actually, this season it's been a bad... <laughs> away games have been better than our home games, but... Um, yeah. This, I mean, this, this had all the recipe for it, because Celtic weren't quite as good as they usually are, and Ross County were playing great, and everything was set up, so this was looking a bit dodgy at one point, but the, the way Griffiths free kick certainly saw to it. If anything, the Celtic had probably had their best chances after they took the lead, um, and, and even more bizarrely, after they brought in Jamon, who was kind of the one to show things up and make sure we got the three points, he actually hit the post. Um, he, had a couple of, he had a couple of chances, actually, which is more than a lot of the Celtic players had. Well, I can't even believe that he was... He get called up for France. And Jam? Aye. No, I think he called up for the under-21s, did you? Know? 
was under 21s. I know Is he still that age? I think, aye. Aye, he's only 20. Uh, Dembele get called up as well and for them, aye, he's got a hat-trick. Aye. It must have been then, France, the under 21s must have been for a double-header as well. Aye. All the team is in, in jams going off the kit for France. I was like, what? Are you sure he's still called up, mate? Because nah, he's always like, set the header on fire at Celtic so far. Um, he's going to struggle to get in that team. Um, he's taking his time. I, I think he's, again, still a young player learning on his trade. When he comes in, certainly when he's playing in Scotland, um, he looks a class act. Um, he struggled a bit, maybe in the European games, although he did what, the away game with Astana. He was one of our best players. Um, but yeah, he's, he's still learning. He's, he's, he's clearly got the talent. I think he's going to be at Celtic for a few years yet. Um, that's just how uh, you've got met that many options in midfield. That's it. Uh, I think he's a kind of player I can see being. He can compete with Armstrong, and I think Armstrong's probably in his last season for Celtic, given the the year extension he signed. Um, so I wouldn't surprise if Armstrong leaves in the summer. That'll free up a bit of space there. I'm sure we'll look for other players, but. Um, if Cham's been there for a season he's certainly going to be the, the one that's bedding in and I do think he, he's getting better as the season goes on so I think we've got a good player there and I can see him being here for a while and I think Celtic will definitely benefit from it think Celtic should have had a penalty for McGregor maybe yes but I'm going to again I'm going to praise the referee here or at least give him the benefit of the doubt I don't think he can see it there's a defender that is blocking the view Um and obviously when the tackle comes in, it clatters McGregor's foot and pushes the ball away. So if the referee yeah. can't see it properly and all he sees is the ball changing direction, he's got to give the benefit of the doubt to the defender. So, yes, it should have been a penalty, but we've got the benefit of being able to see it if we bind the goal. The referee's only got one angle and it's blocked. So, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll defend him with that one. I don't think he could, I don't think he could give it. Um, I will also back him up for the, the late claim that Ross County had for the... Boyata handball because again I think it's ball to hand I don't think it's hand to ball if any Boyata started to pull his arm out of the way yeah so that's uh, 64 games unbeaten for the again. I know let's just fill it so, 64 games unbeaten for Celtic now um, and they've now got three in a row against Motherwell <laughs> yes which may as well move on to I know that we've got the Champions League tomorrow night I, I'd rather not talk but, about that because it's a way to PSG it's the team that beat us 5-0 at home if Celtic play absolutely brilliant I think we'll still get humped yeah <laughs> I, I was talking about it in Hawaii actually uh, one of the guys he's a Celtic fan and it's that way I don't think Brendan Rodgers knows how to take a team somewhere and like try and grind out with us out uh, which maybe is something he needs to, to learn to do this is the thing um, I don't really want to see Celtic go and try and grind out the result there because I think we'll just be picked apart anyway there's no point. Aye, but I don't know. Sometimes you maybe need to just be a bit more streetwise. And these days the game's just as maybe try. Aye, the likelihood is you're probably not going to beat. But maybe just a different way of approaching these types of games. I get the theory, but so, I, th- I think Celtic are the best when they get in your face. So, I mean, I would much rather see a performance like the, the, the last Champions League game against Bayern Munich. Well, alright, it was a mistake by uh, Boyata that really undone us in the first goal. And then... <sighs> Maybe Beaton could do better at the second goal. But aye, it's, it's, it's individual kind of errors like that that just, and individual bits of brilliance as well for the, the opponents. That I, I, I was quite happy with the performance against Bayern Munich at home, but ultimately disappointed we lost. But the, I mean, the games away to Bayern Munich and the games at home with PSG, there was 
far too many mistakes made by far too many Celtic players and we just weren't playing to our best. So I would I if Celtic can play to their best against PSG and keep the score respectable, <laughs> I'd probably be happy. Um ultimately if we get a goal, then we've done something that nobody else has managed to do against PSG in the Champions League so far. That's yeah. that's that's the level you're playing at here. They've got a hundred percent record and haven't conceded a goal yet. And the, the the other thing for Celtic is the the only thing that really matters is the other game. Because if yeah. you expect Celtic to go get beat against PSG, as long as Bayern beat Anderlecht, we go into that final game knowing that as long as we don't lose four 0 we're going to go in the Europa League. We're already out of the Champions League, so I mean that's gone. There's nothing we can do about that now. Um, so. I mean, if, if by miracles you got a bonus against PSG, you could find yourself through to the Europa League with a game to spare. But I don't see that happening. Um, and Anderlecht haven't scored, so I don't really see them beating Bayern either. I think the best they hope for is a 0-0. Yeah, if, and if they get that, I then they need to win at Celtic Park. See, uh, it's, it's, it's a very strange one. It's not, I'd almost rather it wasn't going to happen, <laughs> this game. It's just getting in the way because it's got obviously got the build up to the, the League Cup final. Yeah, on Sunday. Um Celtic World Three o'clock kick off. The terms of the, the odds anyway, the bookies. Uh, two and nine the bookie have for Celtic. Draw is five to one. Motherwell are pretty tasty twelve to one. Are they twelve to one now they're loving to one when I see that? So that's uh, even better. At some point. That's, that's very tempting. Yeah, I mean, like Celtic haven't played Motherwell this season, so there's an unknown factor there. They, as I said earlier, they're the team that came closest to actually beating Celtic in the unbe- in the during the unbeaten season last season, with a two 0 lead at one point, and then three two as well at one point. Um, so I think I think Motherwell are better since we played them then. So a, a one off game, League Cup final, nothing to lose. Motherwell, as I said, have beaten Aberdeen and Rangers to get here. They've had a tough ask of it. Yep. I, I think one of them a great shout because I mean they don't have an exhausting midweek game that I've got so again there's another reason I'd rather won't play it but I guess we'll find out it's, I mean like William Holt class player he, he could be the, the, the man that does it for Motherwell um, on the other hand yeah. Celtic have several class players who if they turn up should be able to have enough to beat Motherwell so yeah, I, think it's, I think it will be a good game uh, I think we'll, we'll get it. It's, it's, I know Motherwell were criticised for their physical nature uh, against Rangers. Um, they didn't look so physical against Aberdeen. And they, they, they are definitely the physical. Uh, uh, yeah, not, not to the extent they were in the, the Rangers game. but um, I mean, They've got ability as well. There's decent players there, like you say. Bowman is a bit more physical than, than Molt, but Molt's a very skillful player. I've got other skillful players on the team. It's, I, I, I think it'll be a good game to watch. If, if, well, do you get neutrals in these kind of things? Ah, I'm pretty sure even the neutrals won't bother what man. I mean, there's certain changes as well. Like you've got Iron Boy Campbell, who's broke through this season. Uh, maybe echoes of McGinn when he came through at St Mirren, played against Winyama, so it could be maybe a game where likes or something like that. Yep. Takes a game by the scruff and echo young lad. You know that way? Maybe a new star in terms of Scottish football is born the, but I guess I has got to make it a good occasion definitely but and, uh, as you say Celtic haven't played on a this year can, and Robinson's shown that he can be quite uh, versatile tactically in terms of mixing things up at the weekend he went with a 
four four two like a kind of diamond formation which surprised Aberdeen. Um, so yeah, who knows? So it's interesting that um, I never realised it when we were talking about the semi final stage, but three of the four managers in the semi finals were from Northern Ireland. Seems to be kind of quite a common thing at the moment. Because um, you've obviously got Neil Lennon, the Hubs, you've got Stephen Robinson at Motherwell, you've got Brendan Rodgers at Celtic, you've got Tommy Wright at St Johnson, you've got the, the possible Michael O'Neill coming in. I don't know. I suppose he's linked to the Rangers job, you never know. Um, but the, the, the Scotland job is linked with as well. It's just, there seems to be quite a quite a, another Irish feel with the, the managers. And that's where even mentioning the the favourite uh, BBC Sports Road, Kenny Shields. <laughs> yes, I used to have Kenny. He won a cup as well, didn't he? He did, he won the league cup. Come on, look. So. We've actually got quite a decent strength of managers at the moment, because on top of that, Derek McInnes has been at Aberdeen for a while, he's doing pretty well there. Um, you've got uh, Steve oh, Clark. He's come up. Archie Ball's been, uh, he's, he's done wonders with us, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad they never uh, pulled the trigger on him. Yep. Gave him a bit more time and he seems to have recovered him a bit. Um, if anything, it's, it's, it's teams like Hearts, <laughs> Craig Levine. Craig Levine's almost a bit too old school for this uh, kind of the, the managerial run that's going down the rounds now. And um, I mean, even like Cannon at Hamilton, he's, he's he continues to confound the critics, yep. <laughs> shall we say. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's, there's a good, strong number of uh, decent coaches in Scotland at the moment. Your pal Neil McCann as well, eh? Ah, well. Had to throw that in. Where are they in the league again? <laughs> Aye. <laughs> There's always an exception that proves it all, eh? <laughs> um, so what do you think? You think it'll be finished in 90 minutes? I uh, think this is potential going all the way. It could potentially go all the way, yep. I think if, if it gets the extra time, again, who knows what you know, Wednesday night's game is going to play into it. Because I think it's, got, it's going to be a long night for Celtic in Paris. So if it goes to extra time, I think Motherwell might be the might get the benefit of that. Well, having said that, Brendan Rodgers is only good at using his subs, so that might make a big difference as well. Yeah. Plus, as well, they've got options in terms of rotating as well. I think um, I certainly I heard one theory suggest that the. the the sheer number of times that Celtic and Mother will have to play each other, it's more weighted to the team that's got a stronger squad as t- the games progress. Um, I think I, I was listening to something that um, somebody was saying, that Jackie McNamara said this a couple of years ago when Dundee United played Celtic for like three or four times in quick succession. The only time that Dundee United really had a chance of beating Celtic was the first time. Because yeah. after that, the, the, these players weren't used to playing like Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, whereas the Celtic player well. And yeah. that plus the squad rotation made a big difference. So I think Motherwell, from that perspective, will probably be glad it's the cup final that's first. Because the two league games that fall at quick succession afterwards, alright, they want to get do well in the league games, but if you can pick one of those three games to beat Celtic, and it's got to be the cup. Because you finish with a trophy at the end of the day if you do it. Aye, but you wonder as well what Motherwell will be doing in terms of build up for the match, whether they're going away anyway or anything like that. I don't know, I've not seen anything. But they've obviously got a wee bit, wee bit of time they can do that. Where did you go to Paris? What's your game? <laughs> oh, I got Paris. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Or maybe they'll just keep their, their, their usual routine. Aye, I would think so. They'll be they'll, they'll have a decent training week. Um, obviously, fully concentrating on it now that the Aberdeen game's out of the way. And again, Celtic can't. Celtic have got a game to play. 
Um, talk of the cup as well. The Scottish Cup draw before Celtic was made today. Yep. Um, I was I was reading. Well. Yeah, I was reading Laurie, who formerly of this podcast. Uh, before the draw was going, oh, it'd be great if Hearts just drew somebody different for a change. We could get a nice tie <laughs> somewhere. I would love to go to Glebe Park. And they get Hibs again. <laughs> Aye. Third season in a row, the first Hibs in this cup. <laughs> have, you, have you seen the Hearts draw since they won the cup in 2012? They've just had a horrendous run of fixtures. So like Hibs three times, they played Celtic a couple of times as well. I think they played Wraith Rovers. That was the one time they never played somebody decent. And even then, it took them a replay to get past them. It's, they have not had a good time in the Scottish Cup since winning it in 2012. They really haven't. Yeah, but you have um, other teams that seem to get favourable draws and decent good draws. Just your, your, the way your luck is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, like, as a Celtic fan, I'm obviously absolutely delighted we're playing Breakin City <laughs> at home in front of probably about 12,000 people. <laughs> yeah, maybe it'll be Breakin City and a run, imagine. You see, you say that, but <laughs> of all the teams that we played last season, um, I'll, 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 somebody did run the stats in this for how many minutes teams had been ahead of Celtic in the unbeaten run. Motherwell were top. St Mirren. St Mirren were second. Because uh, St Mirren had about 40 odd minutes in, uh, being ahead of Celtic at Celtic Park. I, one of the two games I was at in the 64 now game unbeaten run. <laughs> uh, I talk about St Mirren, that's who we got, Aberdeen, so we faced yeah. St Mirren. Uh, you get Hamilton against Motherwell, which is an interesting one. Yep. And Rangers got Fraserburgh, a trip to Fraserburgh. I mean, that's a, a brilliant wee day for Fraserburgh, that one. Aye. Uh, other all premiership tie, Kilmarnock and Ross County. Yeah. I, mean, I was trying to figure out who the TV might pick up in this one. Obviously, the Edmund Arby's the, the, the pick of the games. Um, you will find Sky probably pick up Rangers' visit to Fraserburgh. Yeah, I would think um, so. But um, I mean, I think there's three games will get broadcast in this one, so I think the Aberdeen St Mirren game is a good bet for that. Could be a shout, possibly. They're un- unlikely to pick up the Celtic game because Celtic against lower league opposition at home is, isn't really a great draw for them. Um, so I'd be surprised if that gets picked up. So I think of the, the other games that are mentioned there, you say, like, Commander Ross County, Motherwell Hamilton, they're the obvious ones in the, the, the all Premiership ties. But. I think Aberdeen St Mirren's probably a, a decent story there because St Mirren have done pretty well this season. Um, certainly falling on for their recovery from near relegation last season. They're now, they've now just been knocked off the top. They've done yeah. United. Um, Aberdeen, obviously, a cup finalist last season. St Mirren, as I said, were the team that took Celtic to the lead against Celtic in that run uh, to the winning the cup. But So I think that's That'll be one I think the, the TV might identify as being quite interesting. Ah, it could be a contender, definitely. Um, should we move on to uh, predictions? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, we're, other than the, the Celtic midweek game, I think there's a couple of lower week games on Tuesday night. Uh, Inverness breaking and Dunfermline and Morton. Aye. But, uh, but the, the Premiership's another Friday night game. Yes. Dundee against Rangers. Rangers seem to be on Friday nights quite a lot, don't they? Aye, I mean, it's been pretty close by. Dundee's probably about as far as they're going to get to go on a Friday night, you would think. Um, but yeah, I think that's a, a decent game to see. Neil McCann against his, his former club. Aye. Um, Dundee are 17-4. to um, Jaws 16-5. Rangers are 11-20. Yeah, I mean, Rangers away form's been a lot better than home form, as you said. 
they're home for us and pretty poor but uh, away from home they've been they've done reasonably well so uh, I can't see that being anything other than a Rangers win um, I'll, I'm going to go 3-1 I think you're going 3-1 I'm going to go 2-1 for Rangers um, Saturday just sees two fixtures uh, both Edinburgh clubs are involved so you've got Hearts up against Ross County uh, Hearts are 20-23 draw is 5-2 and Ross County are twenty nine to ten. That's big odds for Ross County. It is. I fancy a draw actually. I need to say. I'm not, I, I was going to say I don't. I don't fancy Ross County to win it, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's a draw. And one all sounds pretty good to me. You going to say then one all? Right. Um, and then Hamilton against Hibs. So Hamilton four games unbeaten. Uh, eighteen to five, which pretty decent odds considering the run that they're on. The uh, draw is twenty-seven to ten, and the Hibs are seven to ten. Considering they beat Hibs earlier this season at Easter Road, aye, that's yeah. insane odds. I suppose it's just where the money's going into. That's mental. <laughs> Tempted to stick on the charity a bit. Um, that's assuming I think Hamilton can win. Yeah, well, I'm good, Desmond. Too old. Aye. 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 I'm, I'm struggling to say a Hamilton win. I wouldn't be surprised. I think if you if you fancy a Hamilton, 18 to 5 is a good bet, but I'm going to yeah. die. Too old sounds pretty much well, a good bet to me, too. Uh, and last up on Sunday, we have got the the, the usual fast that they like to put on when Aberdeen need to go to Kamarik on a Sunday. Uh, half 12 kick off uh, great. I'm assuming uh, the only Aberdeen fans about that game are the ones that are based in Central Belt uh, well, there'll be supporters buses that'll be about I'll uh, probably play. Um, but yeah Kamarik are 33-10 the draw is 5-2 Aberdeen are 4-5 aye I've had to sure we're going to get back to winning ways now aye uh, you would think so mind you we dropped points against Kamarik early in the season um, however, it's been a while since they've beat us in the league. Aye, I think um, I'm going to go 2 1 at Aberdeen. Yeah, I actually think the same. I was, te- uh, I was tempted to say 1 0, but uh, actually, no, I'm, no, I'm going to go 1 0 at Aberdeen. You're going 1 0. Aye, because right. you're usually quite good at keeping the ball out of it. Yeah, okay. Except against Wayne Moulton. Aye. Now, I don't think. There's probably anything from there we're going to use unless we wanted to go with the Hearts and Kilney being a draw. But we'll look at the other leagues. I don't like putting bets and draws, that's the thing. Yeah. They're too easy scuppered. Now, what have we got? I don't like it at that breaking at 3 to 10. That's a waste ah, of time. Yeah. 3 to 10, I hope it's a barn. Whether we wanted to go with St. Mirren at 8 to 5 against Inverness, but. Ah, it's up there. No shoot. It's a, um, it's a, it's again, good odds if you fancy St. Warren, but uh, I'm not sure I fancy them that much. What about ARR 11 to 10 at hour? That's a good look. Quite a look. Obviously, AR recently had that good victory over Wraith. Yeah, here's another one. Um, and they are top likes. Wraith Rovers are 2 to 9 against Queen's Park, right? But. <laughs> This is my favourite start I've read in ages. Wraithers are rubbish when the clocks go back. <laughs> it took well, them, okay. they had they they hadn't lost much at all before the clocks went back, and now they've lost three in a row. Um, 
And last season it took them about 17 games to, <laughs> to win a game after the clock's went back. <laughs> so if you fancy Queen's Park to win this game, it's 10 to 1. <laughs> 10 to 1. Sorry, tell you where's that odds? Oh, aye, they probably watched it was 10 to 2. Oh, that, that's, my, that's one of the favourite stats I've read in oh, good way. I think it's probably... I know, that is a good one. Quite different. Um, Aero are obviously quite such a track to watch because Aloha are in a pretty good season themselves in third, but I still think 11 to 10, I think, is a too good a price to refuse on there. Yeah, United are doing pretty well, though. Um, the other thing, like Stern and Albion have started pretty well. And they're at home with Peterhead, and Peterhead have started well as well, but Stern and Albion are the ones that are, are top. It's 75 at home. Aye. Yeah, it could be could be a shout, certainly. Um, so, I mean, if you took air at 11 to 10 and start an album at 75 and put a double on that, you're talking 50 quid. £50.40. £50.40. Just a double. Do I just go with a double then? I'm happy with a double, eh? I, I would think that would be alright. And then we need to just pick a goal scorer. Now... Would we want to go back to Wraith Rovers with Lloyd Vaughan? After what I just said about Wraith Rovers, I don't want to touch Wraith Rovers right now. Let's see. I was going to say good Willie, but they're playing against Aaron. Um, good Willie's quite good at scuppering bets as opposed to getting his winning bets. I mean, my, my instinct... Is to stick with Scott McDonald. With them at Dundee United. Yeah, Dundee United Beacon, sorry. We could do. See if he can go back to back, eh? Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a, a good chance of that, given who's a play. Uh, the other one that was a possible that I was looking at, oh, mind you, uh, it's quite a tough match, was. Mark McGuigan of Stenhouse Muir, who's top goal scorer in League Two with 13 goals. They're all hoping one throws. Yeah. You know, I thought there's a better theory behind that one because uh, cause Danny Wright is kind of sharing the goals about at the moment. So if you go for the top scorer, Stenhouse Muir at home, aye, let's go with that. It's a new name as well. Aye, let's go for it. So we get good luck with that recently with Flanagan, so aye, why not? Uh, odds will follow probably Friday but uh, that tends to be when the, the odds come out Aye. I'm bookie for first goal scorer so I remember to tweet it yes <laughs> Aye. Anyway, we might even as well next week talk about the, the Champions League match after it's been because um, obviously we missed the talking about the Bayern match last time up <laughs> but we all, we all forgot about it though actually we did well tonight because see in the preview we were talking about the agenda we always go through the agenda before we start, so we usual stuff, charity event, predictions, premiership review, blah, 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 blah. And we talked about it tonight. We actually never talked about the, the League Cup final. Um, so it was lo- probably lucky that we started talking about the blog so early. Otherwise, it might have slipped our mind. <laughs> I don't think it was going to slip my mind. Um, well, probably not, aye. No, I thought the, the, the funny thing about the missing out and the, the talk about the Bayern game was it was a great opportunity to talk up Scottish football because the guys that shone in that game were Scottish. Because like the Cal McGregor and James Forrest and Kieran Tierney and Scott Brown and Stuart Armstrong, oh, had a great game against Bayern Munich. It was uh, it was the rest of the team that was kind of like Scott Sinclair was rightly subbed in that game. But aye, the, the Scottish players 
we're playing well in the Champions League, and that's brilliant for Scottish football. Yeah. You hope whoever the new Scotland manager is was watching that and thinking, right, that's that's where I build my core around, that's what I want to start with, and then I can swap players in. Yeah, good to see Scottish players doing well, definitely. And you never know, we might even have a marriage or something as well. Aye, hopefully. We'll have a game to watch with Morocco. Sure. I heard we're getting a game with Morocco, I wouldn't mind that for a trip. Are we? Oh, because oh, they're warm up, because right? they're going to the World Cup for the first time since 1998. Oh. Um, 1980, when we played them. Aye. <laughs> Mustafa Haji, remember him? Aye. I remember him well. Yeah. Still, I was devastated after that much. In the pub, watching it, thinking, oh, here we go. We're going to go through it. Nah. Nah. 3 0 cubbed. No, I, 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 I still. <laughs> All these years later, I still kind of feel sorry for that Morocco team because they did it, but how were they knowing Norway were going to beat Brazil? <laughs> oh, hi, it's okay. So, are you going to be getting a chance to see them again on Sunday? Um, not holding my breath. <laughs> it's very difficult for me to see games at weekends these days. Unless, unless my wife's working and I'm in control where the kids are. <laughs> and, maybe the, and maybe the wee man wants to watch it. Oh, yeah. The last time we played in the cup final, he had no interest whatsoever. And I still remember, uh, I still remember him telling me that, Daddy, you were louder than the thunder. <laughs> <laughs> you were louder than the thunder. Uh, to be fair, Tom Rodgick had scored, so... Of <laughs> course I went ballistic. <laughs> Aye. And, and, of course, the... The story of that is that as Roger hit that shot, there was a flash of lightning. When, I mean, I'm probably close enough to him that I'd have heard it. So, by the time the, sky, the satellite signal comes back and the thunder heads this way, I hit the roof and he hears the thunder. Maybe it was the <laughs> same shot. <laughs> but anyway, I was holding the thunder. That made me laugh. Aye, that's good. Aye, well, cheers anyway, Chris. Aye, cheers. Talk to you all next week. Cheers, bye. <laughs>